Hi, my name is Caitlin, a student at St. Lawrence University. You are listening to NetConnect, a show where I interview professionals from SLU's top-ranked alumni network. Stream on Spotify to hear from alumni across multiple fields, learn about networking and career advice, and check us out on Instagram at netconnect.slu for updates, information, and behind the scenes about the show. Enjoy. Mary Bauckham graduated SLU in 2013 with majors in English and government. She received her master's degree in journalism, magazine writing and editing from Northwestern University and is the experienced senior marketing manager of Healthline Media with a demonstrated history of working in the media production industry. Mary is skilled in public speaking, writing, editing, and digital ad marketing. So welcome. Wow. I wish you could introduce me to everyone like that. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here with you today. (laughs) Um, So my first question is, what did your career path look like after SLU? And how did that lead you to your current role? Sure. Yeah. So this is probably the number one question that people ask is, how, how did you get to where you are today? And immediately after St. Lawrence, I went to journalism um, school at Northwestern's University Medill School of Journalism for my master's. Um, most of my closest friends at St. Lawrence were on the pre-med route. And so most of us went straight from college to another educational program, whether that was med school or PA school or something similar like that. Um, So I was the one doing something a little bit different with the journalism, um, but I was very excited for it. And um, so that was a full one year long program um, on the quarter system, which was another reason that I went straight from St. Lawrence is that there was an end in sight and it wasn't something like my colleagues or my, you know, my close friends who were in med school where that program can be drawn out to six plus years. Um, So there was an end in sight as well. Um, But during my final quarter of that year-long program, I started applying to jobs really up and down the East Coast. Um, I grew up on the East Coast. That's where a lot of publications were, um, especially magazine publications, which is what I was interested in at the start. Um, And it's a really tough market. You know, everyone with an English degree or a journalism degree wants to be at a reputable brand, and there are only so many spots to fill at those places. Um, But through the whole application process, there's one small company in San Francisco that really just kept emailing me back and I kept getting funneled down the interview process. And it was actually on my very last day of grad school that I got the offer from Healthline. um, And I decided that I had nothing to lose and just moved across country to San Francisco. Um, So kind of a big leap, but uh, I've been with with Healthline now for um, almost seven years. Um, holding various positions. Um, I started as an assistant editor and then I quickly moved up to an editor position a few months later. And um, it wasn't until I was giving a a presentation to the company that my now mentor, she came up to me and she said, "Um, I don't know what you're doing behind a laptop, but I need you on the marketing side. (laughs) And that really thrilled me because one, I had never taken a marketing class before. I was really focused on editorial and two, I just wanted to, you know, dive in and try something new. And so she brought me over to her team and I was on a post-sales kind of marketing role and she really sat down and taught me everything about advertising and marketing and what an ad placement is. And then of course I, I took some courses um, digitally and um, online as well as in person just to get a few more skills. 
Um, but from that role, I really learned how to work on tight deadlines, interacting with clients and agencies face-to-face -face and also um, over the phone. Um, and then almost three years ago, I moved internally again to um, a pre-sales marketing role, which is what I currently am doing. Um, and with this role, I proactively pitch and I respond to requests from health and wellness brands um, who want to advertise on, on Healthline Media properties. Um, and it's it's been a whirlwind, but it's been a fun one for sure. Yeah, it's awesome you've been with them like for so long. Yeah, and that's another thing is that, you know, if you have a company that really supports you and you love what you're doing, don't feel the need just to jump just because you need to jump, right? I know so many people, they say, oh, I've been here for two years or three years, it's time for me to move on. but if you find a company from the start that's really supporting you um, and you feel like you can move up and, and continue to grow and learn and you feel valued as, as an individual and a, as a worker, I say stick with it. Yeah, totally. Um, I'd love to talk about Healthline a little bit more. And sure. like whenever I look up any questions I have about like wellness or illness or nutrition or any facts about that stuff, like Healthline Media is always like the first website that pops up with an answer, which I'm sure is the case for like many other students listening. So could you tell me more about Helpline Media as a company and what your role looks like as senior marketing manager? Sure, absolutely. Well, that's great news that uh, we're at the top. And I think that's why we've become, <laughs> or I know that's why we've become the number one health information property. Um, Healthline Media reaches one out of every three U.S. adults. So that's a huge number in itself. Um, but when I joined back in 2014, we were unranked health property. Again, it was an unknown brand back in San Francisco where our headquarters is that I, I took that jump. Um, so nobody back then knew who we were, but we've really been able to become the number one health information property because of our commitment to our audience, right? So we are there for whatever health or wellness searches individuals want or are seeking and everything from general health information to really condition specific topics, like ranging the gamut of cancer, like really rare cancers to breast cancer to things like psoriasis or things like diet and nutrition, the keto diet, for instance, or going vegan or trying plant-based. Um, so we really know what our, our audience is searching for. And we were able to provide answers in really straightforward, uncomplicated, and definitely not scary ways. Um, so we are comprised, Healthline Media is comprised of five main health sites. So we have healthline.com, which really focuses on whole person health information. And that's our, that's our main property or main site. Um, then we have medical news today, which we like to say is for our scientifically curious audience, the audience that wants to dig in a little bit behind more of the science part of it. Um, and greatest, uh, which is our millennial focused site. And then we have our newest acquisition, which was Psych Central, which is a mental health and wellness property. Um, and another department we have is Health and Parenthood, which really focuses on parents first and being a great parent and able to do that through wellness exercises and whatnot. So um, really robust package there, but we reach um, close to 92 million unique visitors every month as a property, which is amazing. Um, and again, healthline.com is now the number one health site. So one of our biggest wins was um, pushing out WebMD of the spot um, a little bit a year and a half ago it was. 
Um, and just a little bit more of my role as a senior marketing manager. So I work with our digital sales team to really help craft and devise pitches for health and wellness advertisers. Um, so this is everything from sleep and mattress brands to infant formula brands to cancer hospitals and insurance brands. Um, basically anything and everything that can fall into the health and wellness category um, are brands that we're proactively looking to work with. And so I devise the tactics and the strategies um, for reaching the brand specific audiences. And these pitches include everything from co-branded and branded content execution, social media, video applications, and then also like contextual and audience media targeting. So I work with a lot of different teams on an everyday basis in order to devise these pitches and really craft the perfect one for each brand and everyone is unique. So every day is different. And that's one thing that I really love about the job is that you don't know what you're going to walk into one day or what brands you can learn about. And um, being under deadline, although it can be stressful, is also something I've learned that I really thrive under and I really like having a deadline. So. Yeah. Yeah. I did a, a marketing internship in the spring and I definitely noticed like it's, it's a different thing every day, which it I really is. like. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, it is. And you know, it keeps it interesting and it makes, you know, uh, work something that you, again, you, something you can always learn from, right. Each, each day can bring on its own challenges and unique opportunities. And it's really just learning from those. Yeah. So next, I would love to hear kind of how you decided to get your master's in journalism and how that fits into the world of marketing. And then kind of a second question to follow that is just how important do you think graduate degrees are to success in the communications field? Sure, yeah. So again, I was an English uh, and government double major and really focused mainly on my English uh, major while at, while at St. Lawrence. Um, but I did study abroad in Denmark, and one of the um, courses that DIS offered at that time was a journalism course. And I really fell in love with pitching and crafting stories, even in a country where you weren't the native speaker. Um, mm -hmm. But while I was over there, I just started researching master's programs in journalism, and I decided that was the next step, step to take. Um, and I worked closely with career services at the time to, you know, help me with all my applications and everything. And um, so my, my top choice was Northwestern's Middle School of Journalism. So I was thrilled that I was accepted to that program. And through that program, I really learned and honed in on the skills of written and oral communication. And of course, these were things I had learned at St. Lawrence and really uh, valued, but were really sharpened, of course, during my master's program. Um, and I was there during Chicago's Chiberia, so that's what they called it. It was absolutely freezing for <laughs> um, more like St. Lawrence, but like windy cold. It was Ugh. it was it was terrifyingly cold, and <laughs> our professors would just put us out onto the streets and tell us to find a story. And so you really had to be brave and talk to people because you wanted to get back inside. And, and it was, you know, the power of just interacting with people is something that I really loved. And um, I focused on magazine journalism because again, I really liked something that was um, hard and copy and something that I could, I could see and touch and feel. I really loved that. Um, 
but the number one question I get today, of course, from current students um, is, do I need a master's degree and do I need to get one now? And the answer is no, right? It's not for everyone and it sure, certainly shouldn't hold you back from pursuing something that you want to do. Um, that said, it was the best next step for me and I'm glad I, uh, I attended immediately after St. Lawrence, but you know, it is a commitment and it is a financial burden. And so that's something I, I tell students is that if you're not 100% yes, then maybe don't do it right away. Maybe, maybe look at other options. And again, you know, going and doing internships, like you said, are a great way to see if that's something that you want to pursue, or maybe it's not, you know, I had internships that were great opportunities for me. And I also learned, I don't want to do that, you know? And, and so that's another great learning experience. And so if you're not a hundred percent, yes, I would say hold back and just, you know, maybe think about another time to, to pursue it if you wanted to further your education more. Yeah, that's great advice. Um, so with the, the rising number of businesses and entrepreneurs kind of turning to social media for their marketing and branding strategies, Sure. Um, online space has definitely become like very saturated. Um, so I'm wondering, like, how do you see the marketing and PR industries changing in the coming future? And like, how are brands going to be able to stand out? Yeah, well, I mean, COVID has certainly taught us a lot. <laughs> and the importance, I think, of pivoting, right? And so making it work. And so Last year was a test really for a lot of brands on and during the pandemic and how to do so, but also through, you know, social just justice issues were also a huge thing that, that we needed to um, tackle and are still tackling today. So it was really a test on how well brands could pivot from their marketing tactics and strategies. And we saw this really, I think, all across the board, right, from major retailers to small startups to independently owned businesses. And so I think the key to standing out a brand is really providing useful and resourceful and also really trustworthy content to your audiences, right, and really understanding and knowing your audience well and what they need at that moment and, and given time. So it needs to be thoughtfully executed, but also consistent. So um, it should be something that is um, on an ongoing basis and something your audience can look forward to as far as the content, because again, the market is so saturated, especially on social and every day, it really is requiring us to pivot. And so I think it's also brands can't put all of their um, eggs into one basket really and need to really diversify what their marketing looks like so it's not just posting on Instagram for instance every day it's also doing newsletters or exploring Facebook groups or doing a live story and doing something on TikTok it's really seeing where your audience is and um, you know really I think the main push now uh, as we've seen is the push for video content even more right and something that TikTok has seen something that Instagram is now pushing. And so if you're kind of stuck into one mindset of just doing a consistent post, you know, your brand might be left behind. So it's an exciting time definitely to be in the marketing world and to um, be on the top, top edge of what's, what's new and um, the chance to pivot and really learn from your brand and other brands as well. Yeah. No, it's amazing how, how popular TikTok has gotten. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah. I, it, it is. And I'm, I'm not on it. Um, but that's my generation. I, I think we're kind of 
the ones that are testing it, but I'm not on it personally, but just seeing what brands can do on it and the appeal of something like, like a TikTok, really the really dive that can go into being yeah. on that one social platform. Yeah. Um, so next I would love to hear what advice you have for students who are interested in pursuing a career in communications. Mm, yeah. Um, so communications is really broad. So you really want to go in with a focus and ask yourself what industries you find appealing. So for me, I've always had a passion for health and wellness and nutrition. And I actually was able to concentrate on that during my master's. And so I wanted a career that was aligned with my own passions just to make it fun and exciting every day. Uh, for instance, I don't think I would thrive in an environment that was economical or financial just because that's not something that I really want to wake up every day and, and, and look at. Mm -hmm. um, so second, really figure out what role you might be interested in, right? So do you want to do marketing at a major public company or do you want to gain experience and do various tasks at a smaller company? And both roles can have the same title. And I think that's something that um, students looking to apply to get stuck up on titles, but it's really, I think, understanding the culture of a company from the start and a major public company might have, you know, more people at it and a bigger, um, you know, allowance, but something that we all know from St. Lawrence is that sometimes smaller is better. Mm -hmm. So it's not to dismay uh, the, the smaller brands or the smaller companies with fewer people, um, because you might be able to learn something more from it. And that's something that I definitely did while at Healthline. Again, um, we've been acquired twice while I've been here and our, our, our latest acquisition was almost two years ago by Red Ventures, which is based in Charlotte. And, um, just being part of a bigger media company is, exciting and there's a lot of opportunities and growth across all of the brands but maybe that's not something you want to start at so really take a look at what kind of companies and what kind of environment you want to you want to see yourself in and third of course is location so I had quite a few friends who location was a non-negotiable and they were moving to Boston no matter what and that's what they were doing and that's great if you have a set location in mind you know your pool is small smaller as far as what opportunities or what what companies are available but if you're open and you're like hey why not kind of what I did I said well I can move and so took a chance on a on a west coast brand and fell in love with it and had, had an amazing time in San Francisco and um, it was a great start for me. Um, and then earlier this year, I should mention, I moved um, to New York City. So that has been okay. a new a new opportunity and growth for me. But um, I moved there a little bit professionally, but also personally just wanted to get back on the East Coast. And so um, we have a we have an office with our sales and marketing team in New York as well. So it was a great opportunity for me to move with the company. Cool. Um. I'd love to hear if there were any classes or clubs or experiences at St. Lawrence that were particularly influential or important to you in your career. Oh, sure. Um, I have to think back, but um, <laughs> I was on Selma for all four years. And so that was something I really valued. And I worked with the academic affairs department um, and a lot of new developments that were happening then. Um, I was also the editor for the yearbook, the Gridiron Yearbook, 
um, and a member of the Laurentian magazine. So two publications again. (laughs) Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I loved both of those uh, clubs or groups, as you might say. Um, And I was also an officer of ODK. So through all those roles, not only, um, of course, I worked with, you know, different players, everybody from faculty and staff to professors and students, but I was really also able to gain a bigger perspective on what kind of um, positions I thrived in and really working with people and transferring that to a career. Yeah. Um, so my glad last- to hear, Glad to hear the launch of magazine is still going though. That was a favorite for sure. Yeah, I joined um, this past year and worked on like layout design for them, which was really amazing. Fun. Amazing. <laughs> Um, my last question is, you know, like these days, the job market is kind of super, super competitive. And so I'm wondering if you have any tips or advice for students to stand out, um, either like in interviews or resumes, cover letters, networking, stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. I see a lot of, um, candidates. So this is a great question, but I think first and foremost, and it seems so simple, but the simple things can really trip you up is really proofread everything and then proofread it again, because I would say the number one mistake I see from incoming applicants is silly spelling errors in the resume or even in personal thank you notes. And it's really just taking the time to reread everything and maybe also get advice from a peer or a mentor Um, I should say, I also remembered I was um, a director at the Word Studio. And so they are really helpful resource for resumes, for instance, and just getting everything aligned. Um, So don't think of them just as some some place for your papers. Um, At least when I was there, they were really helpful with career career services. And that mentions, you know, I I did mention earlier that I did work with career services while at St. Lawrence to really hone in on some of the papers that I needed. And of course, the application um, materials needed for interviews or meetings or whatnot. So proofreading seems simple, but it's the number one mistake I still see every day. Um, second, I would really say, you know, take pride in St. Lawrence and really sell your liberal arts education. Um, you'll likely be up against individuals coming from other prestigious institutions and it's important to acknowledge why the liberal arts school fueled your education and all the skills and tools you developed while at St. Lawrence. So I would say don't be intimidated by the pool of applicants and also don't, don't put all of your, again, time and effort into one application because you know the, the pool is, is so competitive today, especially with who knows um, what the market will look like after post-COVID world, which is hopefully soon or coming around the corner. Um, But really look at different companies and it's okay to date around and see, you know, you're interviewing them as much as they are interviewing you. So you need to be confident in your decision. Um, And third, I I have to say, you know, just like this, reach out to a alumni. Um, I'm a member and now a co-chair of the alumni executive council. And I can't tell you how eager we all are to help a current or newly graduated student. And we get, you know, we're thrilled when we get that email or that LinkedIn note, or, you know, can set up a call just to chat through some ideas. 
And we might not be able to offer you your dream job, but we might be able to point you in the right direction or send you even to another alum who may be to help you a little bit better. Um, and that's the real beauty of St. Lawrence is the dedication we have to the school and therefore the dedication we have to all the students, especially now because we know what a time you guys have been through while on campus. And, you know, it's not the traditional college experience that everyone was hoping for, but it's really a gift that many other institutions, um, not many other institutions have, I should say, and something that all students should take advantage of throughout their slew years and even beyond. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of crazy how like supportive and helpful, like everyone I reach out to always is. It is. Yeah, we're here. We're a team. We're a team. And the team just grows every time we get another graduating class. But we're yeah. really here for the students. And we know we want to help as, as much as we can. Yeah. That's kind of all the questions I have, unless you want to add anything else. Great. No, this was amazing. And I'm so glad you reached out. And I hope this helps. And for anybody who was listening, please Again, email, LinkedIn, whatever, if you're interested in Healthline or just interested in journalism or grad school or anything and everything in between, I would love to talk to you and just to um, hear, hear from you. Yeah, thank you so much. I'll, I'll let you know when um, the episode goes up. Sounds great. Thanks, Caitlin, this was fun. Yeah, it was, it was nice to meet you. <laughs> you too, you too. Thanks again, I'm so glad you're doing this.